Brad Johnson Show. I'm turning losers like you into winners like me. You're about to enter the winning zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one and all. All of you, ladies and gentlemen, to the Brad Johnson Show. I'm your host, Brad Johnson. As always, not here with me, James Kirkland, because I'm doing another solo interview. It has been a season of interviews, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what I say about seasons? I always say that they come and they go. But right now, they're here and it looks like they're here to stay. So today I have a very special guest on the show with me. His name is uh, Jake Kelfer. And he, man, when when you talk about uh, speaking in public, which is something that some people do when they're not in private, and when you talk about just influence on other people and writing books and doing blog stuff and, uh, man, just all this stuff, I'm just like, wow. You know, my name is the first thing that comes to mind when I think about stuff like that. But Jake is definitely number two on that list. So, Jake, welcome to the Brad Johnson Show. How are you today, my man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, the show would be awesome with just me, but when I can have another awesome person on the show, like that just makes it awesomer, don't you think? 100% agree. Two awesome people yeah. means a great show. Yeah, and that is what we are in for today, folks. Uh, so, Jake, I love starting out with what I like to call, and this is kind of just something that uh, that I came up with. It's something I call the hero's journey. And for those of you who don't know what that is, um, that I invented, uh, it's it's all about like where you start as just a complete loser and how you got to the place of winningness that you are now. So, Jake, why don't you just enlighten the audience with a bit of your hero's journey and what that looked like for you? Sure. So when I when I was growing up, you know, to be honest, I uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, and mm-hmm. my dream was to play for the Lakers. I mean, I wanted to be the next Magic Johnson, and I wanted to play with Kobe Bryant. Like that was my first dream that I really had. And unfortunately, by the time I got to my end of my high school basketball career, I realized the NBA wasn't in the cards. But I wanted mm-hmm. to find a way to stay close to the game of basketball. And so I went to college to be a sports agent because I was like, if I can't be on the court as a player, I need to be next to the court working with the players. And so I mm-hmm. spent my entire time in college uh, trained to be a sports agent, doing all the things that I needed to do, going to the resume workshops, going to the interviews, trying to figure out how to build a network, what even a good network meant. And wow. by the time I got ready to graduate, the agency that I wanted to work for went on a hiring freeze and couldn't hire me. So with three months to go before graduation, I had to put everything I had learned and practiced and, and talked to and, and put everything together and try to figure out what I wanted to do next and get a job that I believed was going to serve my best interest, not just a job for the sake of getting a paycheck and having a job, which led me to graduating college um, and starting my professional career with the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's how I started my adventure in the professional world, which has led to me writing books, speaking all over the world starting a second MBA combine and now coaching entrepreneurs. But it all started with that first hump of overcoming the obstacle of being told it wasn't going to happen to making it happen with the Lakers. Yeah. Isn't that the worst when people say it can't happen? I always say you're wrong because I'm me and it can't happen because I can make it happen. And it sounds, Jake, like you are that type of person as well, which I just love. I'm a kindred spirit right here. For sure. It was, it was a journey, man. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you there, there were times, uh, you know, when I was trying to get that job, but then after, as I began the entrepreneurial world and began running my own businesses that I had a lot of the ups and downs. I had a lot of people saying, why would you ever leave your job with the Lakers to go write your own book or to try to start being a speaker or to try to start this new combine? And 
you know, within within a couple of years, I had gone from questioning decisions, valuing my worth based off the comparison bias of other people to running two very successful businesses and impacting the game of basketball as well as thousands of lives all over the world. Wow. Wow. Just wow. So with the Los Angeles Lakers, tell me what a day in the life looked like as you were doing that. I mean, uh, man, this is a huge sports fan that I am. Um, I just I feel like I know all about it, but I'd love to hear your perspective, too. Well, most people think it's, think it's really an exciting, uh, an exciting role. But for me, the role, while it was awesome and a lot of things were great about it, the day-to-day in the office wasn't something that got me super excited. I didn't love creating and tracking Excel spreadsheets. I didn't love sending FedEx post office. I mean, I was bottom of the totem pole assistant. So I had to do everything that no one else wanted to do. But on game nights, that's when everything changed because I was responsible for picking a lot of the contestants for like the half court shot, the skills challenge. I was responsible for taking brand partners to different meet and greets pre and post game, um, getting access to special community service events. So when we were doing those types of things, that's when I found the great joy and excitement which also made me realize how much I need to be around people because people brought me joy rather than sitting at the desk working on a spreadsheet or trying to get agendas down for for what people needed to do next. So I totally I totally get that. I feel like a lot of times being around people um, most people would think just, you know, as the level of awesomeness that we are being around normal people would kind of bring you down because and sometimes it does. I, I can't lie. Sometimes it does. But does, does normal people kind of give you that um, just that that difference? Like you see the difference like, wow, like that's maybe where somebody like you used to be. And now you're not there. I mean, that's just that's a big pick me up right there. So, Jake, um, I want to talk about we one of your when your catchphrases on your website. <laughs> this really caught my eye. Um, I think I need to come up with with one for me, actually, that's uh, similar. Um, but yeah, it says that you're the Steph Curry of speaking. So Steph Curry, famous chef. Um, I, yeah, uh, is, is uh, uh, like culinary stuff kind of things you're into as well? Or uh, tell me about that. Someone called me that, a, a colleague of mine who heard me speak one time, uh, who's in the basketball world. And it was just... Uh, it was a high praise compliment, and so so we kind of put it on the on the website because a lot of people recognize Steph, and um, it was kind of just a cool thing to run with, and it's been a great way to kind of let people know how I combine sports and speaking. Gotcha. Okay, so sports and speaking, nothing to do with culinary. That seems a little um, off kilter. But um, let's talk about your book, Jake. Um, I anybody who knows me knows I'm a prolific author. Looks like you've written a book as well, which you know, like I, it's just it's just it's just cute um, to see you you know doing that. That's that's a, a big process. So tell me, as you were writing it, um, how long did it take you before you found a decent ghostwriter who could actually get the book the way you wanted it? So I've written two books now, Brad, and uh, the first one took me from idea to launch six months. And this was while I was working with the Lakers. I would drive from my home, skip the LA traffic at 530 in the morning, get to the Lakers office and in my car, write for about an hour to an hour and a half before the Lakers office is opened. And, um, in your car? In my car on my laptop, I would just wow. write away and type away. And from that point, and then six months later from when I started the idea, I launched it because the Lakers season was ending. We weren't making the playoffs. Kobe was retiring. And so I said, you know what? I'm retiring when Kobe retires and I'm launching the book on the first of the month. So I launched mm. it on the first of the following month after he retired. And that's how I became an official author to the world. So it's a pretty nice. unique story. And, and, and I think for me, 
with that book and then with my second book, you know, sometimes we think we have to have everything all figured out. We think we have to have the perfect launch. We think we have to have the perfect plan, the perfect, the perfect program before we can launch anything. And, and I kind of say like, we just got to have a little bit of fun. We got to kind of just take life and, and enjoy it and make it a game and, and do things that scare us, do things that challenge us and, and let it fly. And so when I wrote that book, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a huge email list. I didn't have a huge social following, but I knew I had something that could make a difference. And so I kind of picked the date that I thought would be fun and a good story to tell and went, went for it. And uh, the rest wow. is history. Now, now, let's just jump back there a sec there, Jake, uh, as we jump back to something that you previously said before in the last few sentences that you were saying about um, you were saying that you just you wrote it and you just picked a date. Now, to me, that is something that most people fail to do, which is just pathetic. Um, they just like they don't actually just pick a date. And it's like, come on, like you just pick a date. So would you say that finding out when other celebrities are retiring is a good way to pick a date for everyone? No, maybe maybe not that uh, specifically, but I think well, it, it could work for you, Jake. It did work for me. It did work for me. And uh, are you saying you know, that it wouldn't work for other people? I'm saying it would work for other people. I'm saying pick any date that means something to you or that you have fun. If you have a favorite number, like say your favorite number is eight, put, launch a book on the eighth of the That's month. A stupid number. Why if would that be someone's favorite number? Yeah, if your if your favorite time of the year is is summertime, do it on the first day of summer. Right, like pick a date, pick anything, and just and just. But which hemisphere, though? I mean, you're in the north and it's summer, but it's it's winter in the in the southern hemisphere. So you do it when you feel like it, man. You put it on the calendar and you and you let it ride. Yeah, not sure you put enough thought into this, but uh, so setting a date and then just going for it. I like that. I like the the spirit behind it. Um, uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, so with with the book as you're writing it in the car, uh, and then you you said you know just kind of that imperfect action, which to me is <laughs> just I, I have no idea what that even means because anytime I try to do imperfect action, it ends up being perfect anyway. But I can understand for for most people that, that would be a good way to do it, go about it. Um, with that in mind, though. The imperfect action, no email list. Oh man, that's just that's just depressing to say. Um, but so what? What was it besides your connections to all the celebrities and and uh, being good friends with all the the Laker dudes? Uh, what was it that really was able to launch you uh, into the stratosphere of winningness where you are at currently? I think to be honest, uh, the the secret was a, a quote that my dad told me, and this has stayed with me since I launched that first book. And we, I was getting ready to write it, and I had all the doubts wondering, is anyone ever going to buy this? What if I spent all this time and no one reads it? What if the only people that buy it are my family members? What if it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make the difference I think it's going to make? I had all the doubts and I started to question everything. And my dad said, Jake, I don't know if you're going to get 5 million people to read this book or you're going to get five people to read this book. But what I do know is that when you take action, you put yourself out there, great things are going to happen. And then he paused and he said, and he looked at me and he was like, Jake, everybody wants the shortcut. You see where you want to go. You know you want the fame. You know you want the success. You know you want to make money. That's all great. But the only way you're going to get there, the only shortcut in life is to start now. And so that's been kind of the message that I, I live by when I have ideas, when I have things, is take that action, go for it. And you know, you learn by doing more than you learn by reading, by downloading freebies, by listening to podcasts. All these things are great. But what it comes down to is are you willing to put yourself actually out there? Because the more we learn and the more we have all the ideas, that's just another form of procrastination that's stopping us from actually doing any of the hard work. And so I would say you got to put your foot forward. And for me, that's what's, got, that's what's been able me to start my speaking business, write two best-selling books, 
start my professional basketball combine that's helped 70 players sign their first contract and now coach entrepreneurs and take that business to the next level so that's what it you know when you say launch into the stratosphere that's what it is nice nice well first of all that was a very long quote of your father and props for memorizing that Uh, that's that's dedication right there uh memorizing things is uh not easy but i'm really good at it um so man i just i I love what you're saying jake i just i'm feeling us vibing are you feeling the vibe i feel so much vibe right now It, it almost hurts um and i would say too with with that whole idea of just you know putting that foot forward, taking some action, you know, getting stuff done. That, that's so much what I'm all about. And uh, yeah, no, it's definitely what I do every day. So no wonder that you're so successful because I mean that's what I do too, and I'm successful. So we're like successful buds. I just I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so you've been featured and this is one of my favorite things on anybody's website is to check out and just kind of, you know, a little, little comparison of where we've all been featured. So, uh, for best, uh, one of the magazines that I love to read for best. Um, I, I was actually one of my past interviews. I was just talking to a guy who's also featured in for best as was, um, I almost, I, you know, turned him down cause I just didn't have time to do the interview, but that's another story for another time. So, uh, tell me about that, uh, being on these, uh, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, NBC, ABC News. My goodness, uh, all the acronyms has kind of gives me a headache. But uh, tell me, what was those? What were those experiences like? They're they're incredible. I mean, for me, for Sports Illustrated, we'll use that as a great example here. To I read that magazine every single week growing up. I remember going to the mailbox and being excited to get Sports Illustrated, and then to have them do an entire story on me and my work. I mean, that's like a, a full circle moment in my life. But What's really interesting besides like the sent the sentiment behind it is that all of those things are great, but those things mean nothing if you can't produce the results or you can't take that and then and then leverage it into other opportunities. Um, and so I think for me, you know, being in Sports Illustrated and being in some of these things were like it was really cool, right? Because I've read all these things, I've seen all my the people that I look up to being all these magazines, being in all these articles, being in all these publications, and that's really like cool. And, and I'm not going to discredit that at all, but. Once that happens, it doesn't mean you're a different person. It doesn't mean, oh, I was featured in Forbes. Now I'm now I'm the, the best person in the world. No, it, it means that you've put in the work and you're getting recognized for the great work you're doing, the people you're impacting. But that just means that you're on the right track. And now you got to work even harder and do something that's going to be even different so that you can keep climbing. So for me, it was an awesome thing of, of recognition, of understanding and appreciating the journey. But it's also been a great motivational force to say, hey, I've been in these places. Now I want to get the message out to even more and more people because it adds to the credibility of what I'm capable of doing for other people. Mm, yeah, yeah. Just people look at that and they're like, wow, this guy is real and he's not fake, which is kind of what we're going for. And most of the time is being real and not fake because fake things are not real at all. I found that through experience and it's, it's, it was hard, but I'm on the other side now and things are good. So um, tell me about this combine thing. You keep mentioning combines and uh, I don't know what basketball has to do with farming. So but the basketball be, combine, uh, professional basketball curious combine is an event that, that, I, that I created as, as a way of me coming back into the sports industry. And, you know, I had wanted to be a sports agent. I had written the book, but I wanted to find now, like, how do I still become that agent or how do I get back in the game of basketball? And I came up with this idea to run a professional basketball combine, which is basically an opportunity to bring 
24 draft prospects, guys that are going from college to the pros, put them in a single location and have them compete in scrimmages against each other, do different agility and, and measurements and testing to compare their speeds, their vertical jumping, their all, all types of measurements and bring it all together. And the idea was for me to be able to do this, to help all these players, which would build my reputation in the world of basketball. Also to work with a ton of agents to see what agents and the style that I really wanted to learn from. And then seeing how I could be at 24, somebody that knows a representative from every single NBA franchise at the time. So this was my way of kind of making a big splash, a go big or go home moment of saying, look, I'm going to go big and try to do something that no one else has done um, in order to live the life and create the lifestyle I want that other people only dream of. And so that's how we started the Pro Basketball Combine as, as kind of a way to give a lot of guys a great opportunity, a lot of players to get a great opportunity to achieve their dream of playing pro ball. And also for me to really build my name in the, in the basketball space and, and show that I belonged at the highest level in the game, just like the players. Okay, well, that was a lot of words. I still don't understand, though, what basketball has to do with farming and uh, what the army and drafts have to do with that. Um, but yeah, well, I'll take your word for it. So on the speed and agility tests, man, <laughs> I think it would just be a blast to just kind of go and check that out and see, you know, how it'd stack up. Cause, um, yeah, you know, me hitting the gym all the time and the gym starts crying because I <laughs> hit it so hard. Um, yeah, no joke. Actually, uh, in, uh, eighth grade, I ran a four ten mile. Um, and I didn't even, I wasn't even breathing hard. So, yeah, that's uh, no joke there at all. You can look that up. Um, but yeah, what, tell me more about that uh, speed and agility stuff. I'd, I'd really think yeah, that would so be interesting. Yeah, so one of the things to, that we do to, with that, with that is that. there's different tests. So the NBA does it with their players that attend their official combine. And so we kind of do something very similar so we can see how our players stack up in, in their measurements against the top lottery picks, the top draft picks, the guys that are going to be first, second, third overall. And some of these include the standing vertical jump where you're just jumping straight up, the running vertical jump where you kind of get a, a one-step gather. You have a three-quarter court sprint. You have lane agility where you're going like forward, ah. sideways, backwards, forward, sideways, backwards, ah. and you're kind of seeing where your movements are. And so those are kind of some of the things that, that we really measure. Um, and we've continued to find ways to take that, which is the base level, and then find other ways to innovate it using and leveraging other technologies and other other sources to give even more accurate description of what a player's potential is. Big fan of technology. I think that is uh, that's the future. Honestly, there's there's so much in technology that people don't even realize is exists, and um, yeah, that's why I stay at the cutting edge things. <laughs> totally. All right, cool, Jake. Um, this has been fun. I I want to tell people where to find you. And I think you have your own website, jakekelfer.com. And Kelfer is kind of like Kiefer, but not the same, correct? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so Jake, what are you excited about coming up? Um, I know the all the shutdown and stuff. Like you've probably been, you know, just kind of sitting at home twiddling your thumbs. So tell me, you Man, know, what's, what's kind of getting really you fired up for right once now? You're is not we're working on book number three, which I'm thrilled about. We're gonna have some pretty incredible people featured in that book, focusing on all about high performers and entrepreneurs. And then besides that, I'll be uh, really hmm. we're ramping up our coaching. We're yeah. taking on more clients right now and. It's, uh, it's really incredible to help entrepreneurs leave the nine to five, scale their business, start their dream business and, and take it to six figures and beyond. 
totally, totally six. Uh, I remember the six figure days. <laughs> Talk about being poor. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So on the book, you know, um, I, I may have missed the email about uh, doing the interview for me being in on the book. So um, I'll, I'll have my VA check my spam folder on that. Uh, but yeah, three books, you know, just yeah, Jake, wait till you get to the the triple figures on the number of books that you've written. Um, I tell you, that's that's when you really just feel like you can put your feet up and uh, kick yeah, back I'll a little bit someday. and relax. So I'll just tell you from experience. Someday, someday, we can all hope to be like me. Oh man. Okay, Jake. People, go check tech. Take, go, t- uh, James. Edit that out. Go check out jakekelfer.com. Yeah, and, uh, what I mean, about I'm socials, Jake Kelfer Jake? Uh, are you on, on all the, of the social platforms. Instagram is is definitely my favorite at Jake Kelfer, and that's uh, I'd love to connect with everyone who who listens. You can get a free copy yeah. of my book, Elevate Your Network, when you when you check it out. Free book. Nice. Uh, that is a lead magnet of lead magnets. So love that. <laughs> oh, you know, man, I, I just knew we were vibing. I mean, the whole Instagram thing, like I feel like we're almost Instagram brothers right there. Um, and in your bio, it says straight up like lifestyle entrepreneur. I love it when people own that. So with that, uh, what's your most dopest Insta, Insta pick that you've ever had? There's just like, there I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. A lot of pictures, Mic drop. But, Here we go. Uh, there's one that that I think is is great where I was in Israel with a with our rabbi and we took a a pretty cool photo with the five of us kind of looking like a music album. Okay, all right. I think, man, Jake. Speaking of coaching, you you might need some some social mediums coaching from me because I am an expert on it. So, um, yeah, just something to keep in mind because. Uh, yeah. It, mm, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that some more. <laughs> oh man. Uh, how about, yeah. Okay. Just, I'm just going to go for it. So when somebody asks you about a dope Instagram pick, uh, <laughs> Israel does not come to mind. Okay. We're talking Bali. We're talking, you know, like, uh, Madrid, we're talking, you know, somewhere in like exotic, you know, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't even think most people know where Israel is. So, um, I would uh, probably skip that one and, uh, just focus on the real cool no, stuff or like no a Lamborghini, Lamborghini picture. I mean, you've got to have some of those, right? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I guess I now have a decision as to whether or not I'm going to publish this episode, but, um, Jake, <laughs> been a blast. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to get you a Lamborghini. I'm telling you, if you really want to get to the, the hundred book mark and really be an entrepreneur, uh, that's where it's at. So thanks for coming on Jake. And, uh, yeah, people go check to, them out. If you want to make it happen, take action and enjoy the journey. Yeah. Take action. Get a Lamborghini. Be an entrepreneur, people. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to share the show with anybody that you know who needs some more winning in their life, which is probably everybody. Talk to you next time. Ciao. You've just listened to an episode of Awesomeness. Now go out and spread the awesomeness and help others fix the mess that is their life and help them stop being a loser and start winning in business, health, and their personal life by getting them to listen to The Brad Johnson Show. Book your face, tweet your tweets, and insta your grams at Brad Johnson Show. The Brad Johnson Show. Winners only.
When I was in school, I absolutely hated writing. It wasn't until I was a bit older that I came to understand the power of words. If you're a business owner, you understand that power too. A business blog, when done right, can drive sales, increase revenue, and get you more customers. But as a business owner, you probably don't have the time to do all that writing. Plus, if you're not a copywriter by trade, you might feel like you're just kind of throwing words out there and they're not actually accomplishing anything. The good news is, there's a simple solution. Check it out. I call it the ultimate blog post checklist for businesses with online stores. This checklist will allow you to write better, more effective articles that convert readers into buyers. It's full of easy to follow examples to get your creativity flowing based on experience of nearly a million words written. And best of all, it's effective on any type of article in any industry or niche. I've successfully used this exact checklist on topics from pool table reviews to investment advice. Tired of spending tons of time writing stuff that doesn't convert? This checklist will change that by giving you highly effective blog posts and articles that transform readers into paying customers. Go to invicta.enterprises slash free checklist and start saving time and transforming your writing now. That's invicta.enterprises slash free checklist.